You're listening to Postpartum Pieces, a sub-series of the Mummy Republic podcast, featuring educational conversations with professionals to help you get through postpartum life the best you can. Today's topic is returning to exercise. I'm joined by a qualified Pilates instructor, nurse, and owner of Duo Pilates, Alex Richardson. So Alex, I think there can be a lot of pressure on new mums um, to yep. get back in fitness after birth, regain that pre-baby bod, but is there a risk when returning too soon? Yeah, I guess there definitely is. And look, I really hate the term pre-baby bod and I'm trying to return to it because I think that that's a really unnecessary expectation to put on yourself. And I think if anything, it's just a really bad mindset to be in because you've got this expectation that you are going to return to how you were and and why would you want to? Like you've just had, an, had a baby and your body's been through all these amazing changes and it's like I kind of encourage all of my clients to drop that expectation and just be okay with all of the changes in their body and kind of moving forward, make it a goal to feel stronger and more confident in their new body. Mm, um, and just kind of drop that expectation. Um, but I do see it a lot, that pressure that mums feel and that that sadness and that frustration that they feel trying to get back to how they were. And um, I guess that can actually cause more harm um, than good because they do take more risks and jump back into exercises that maybe they shouldn't be doing. Um, So I definitely think there is a risk in returning too soon, but more so a risk of going too hard too soon as opposed to returning to exercise too soon, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I think that's you you hit the nail on the head, particularly when it comes to that pressure of, oh, I've got to get back and I've got to start doing things straight away. From your perspective, obviously as an instructor, when would you generally see most people return to exercise? I know it's different for everybody and there's, um, you know, doctor's clearances and whatnot, but is there a, a consistent theme for you? I think the main theme is, yes, it is individual ba- um, individual based. And I think it depends on a lot of factors. So for example, if I've been training a woman for two years and then she falls pregnant and she has a baby um, and then she has, a, say, a natural birth, at around that four-week mark post-birth, you know, as long as she's feeling okay, it's quite easy to start implementing exercises because, A, she's really familiar with Pilates as it is and she already knows the principles and, and basically she knows how to engage her core and her pelvic, pelvic floor correctly. Um, when that sort of differs is if someone has, when I'm most concerned is when someone has never done exercise before or they've never done Pilates before. So maybe they did high intensity exercise before falling pregnant, didn't really do much throughout the pregnancy and then are looking at returning and then add in a cesarean, you know, major abdominal surgery. That's when I'm a little bit more concerned. Um, Mm. But I guess it's generally okay once you've had that doctor's clearance to start returning to some form of exercise. It might not be too intense. Um, I always encourage people to start out uh, the basics and start off really slow, Um, but it's really going to depend on the person's circumstances, the birth that they had and what they did before falling pregnant and what they did during pregnancy that really determines 
when they should be returning to exercise and what sort of exercise they should be doing, but roughly four to six weeks. So four weeks for natural birth, six weeks uh, for cesarean is usually when people can get that doctor's clearance. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's minimum. some solid advice, you know, being mindful of where you've come from and also you know me personally I used to work out a lot but then during pregnancy I didn't do anything and then afterwards it took some time so it's yeah we need to remove that pressure let's talk about ab separation because I think we hear a lot about it but for somebody who maybe hasn't gone through it or maybe doesn't even know that they have it what is it and how do you know that you have it yeah so Ab separation is also known as diacticis recti, which I'm really bad at pronouncing that, but basically it's the six-pack muscles. So when you, uh, if you see like a guy with a ch- with chiseled abs, you can kind of see those, that line running, those two lines running down the center. That's what we're talking about. It's a six-pack muscle. So if we think about our abdominals, we've got several layers of abdominals and that is the top layer, the superficial layer. Um, And what can happen is, is throughout the pregnancy, there's this pressure of growing a baby and it usually occurs in the second half of the pregnancy. Um, And basically it can cause this gap between those two muscles, those uh, six pack muscles. Um, And it's really noticeable, almost looks like a bulge if you're say lying down and you lift your head up as if you're about to go into an ab curl. And you can kind of see this bulging. um, And if you have a physiotherapist or a Pilates instructor with you, they can actually place their fingers in between those two muscles. So that's basically what an ab separation is. Um, And the implications for that are essentially that, you know, you can, it can cause um, back pain and, and several issues for your body. Um, and your posture. Um, and you've just got to be super careful with how you move and and how you repair your body post baby. So for example, if you're starting to develop um, that ab separation during pregnancy, you've got to be really careful, you know, of rolling onto your side rather than sitting up when you get out of bed. Um, and in terms of like post baby, when you're repairing uh, your, your, your abs and your core, it's really important to start with really gentle exercises, no sit-ups, and basically working the deepest abdominal muscle layers first and then working towards sit-ups and, and working those major abdominal muscles. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, solid piece of advice because, again, we hear about it and we don't know, I suppose, what the implications are. As yeah. a Pilates instructor, what does it mean for you when you recommend exercises? How do you navigate that? So, look, I treat everyone pretty much the same when they're when they're returning from um, having a baby. And I start from the inside out with every single person. So no matter who you are, you know, super fit people are not exempt from this either. You know, if your core is too strong, it can actually make the ab separation worse in some cases. Um, it's first of all super important, or I think is really necessary, to go and speak to a physiotherapist. So they can look at your pelvic floor, they can look at your ab separation, and then you can take away some really good knowledge from them and you can approach your Pilates instructor and say, hey, I've been told I've got two centimetres of ab separation. My pelvic floor is overactive or it's underactive or this is where it's at. Can you help me? Um, and that will just help us to guide guide you a little bit more, I guess, some people need to take it more easy than others. Some people, it's going to take longer for them to build up strength through those deep abdominals first. Um, so 
I forgot the question. Uh, no, you you have actually Did I answered. answer it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What what does it mean when you're navigating trying to recommend exercises? But I think if you've got a good understanding of what the damage is per se, yeah, um, then you can sort of work around it. One of the other things um, that a physio might be able to help with, or that you might need to be mindful of, is a pelvic floor, which. Yes is another risk um how can we focus on this yeah so with um sorry it's starting to hail and now my dog's barking. I know. <laughs> we really picked a great day for this I know. In the background. <laughs> um no with pelvic floor so some people think that c-section that you're exempt from having to repair your pelvic floor if you've had a c-section and and what people need to remember is that you've had like a the equivalent of like a bowling ball sitting in your belly for, for nine months or particularly in the mm. last few months. So there is that pressure on your pelvic floor in that last, uh, the last trimester, second to last trimester. But then as well, with a natural birth, you're then putting a lot more pressure on your pelvic floor to be able to deliver your baby. So either way, it's really important to um, repair the pelvic floor. And essentially, it's there's certain exercises that you can do to help build up pelvic floor strength Um, and we do that a lot with our um, women when they're returning from having a baby Um, and it ties in really nicely with core work so they kind of work they coincide with each other so it's really really important and the most important thing with pelvic floor is to get that assessment some people have actually overactive pelvic floor muscles and they need to have a very different approach. So what I suggest to women is to get that assessment from a, from a physiotherapist and then work out what sort of uh, pelvic floor exercise they need to do. And one little test that I get um, my women to do is it's not an exercise, it's simply a test. And once a week, you go when you're going to the toilet, when your bladder is about half full, it's a medium-sized bladder, if you can try and stop yourself from doing a wee about halfway through and see if you can turn off the tap completely. If you're getting a bit of a trickle after that, it's a bit of a sign that you need to do a bit more pelvic floor exercise. But you can turn off that tap. It's a good sign um, that you're heading in the right direction. I mean, that's definitely a test I probably need to do more <laughs> often. <laughs> but I think it is good to know that it, again, is different for everybody because you know, we get told a lot about pelvic floor and how we need to be doing X amount per day. But I, I didn't even know that you could have an overactive pelvic floor or, or that sort of terminology. That's crazy. Yeah. And look, to be honest, it's something I don't, I don't know a lot about it. I have to be honest. Usually when someone has that issue, I do refer them to a physiotherapist. But usually I've already been to one and they're able to sort of give me, pass on some some notes from their physio. But it just goes to show it's, it is it is really important. Everyone, everyone is quite different. Most people I find, it's just a matter of awareness. I say this to everyone, like I reckon Pilates is 50, 50% body awareness. You know, knowing how to actually engage your pelvic floor and your core, mus- core muscles correctly. And then from there, I find the process of building strength is quite smooth. It's quite quick. It's quite easy. Um, but I find a lot of people lack that mind-body connection. And, and you know, even if you've, if you've done Pilates before, it's quite easy to lose that mind-body connection. And I get a lot of women, a lot of my clients become quite frustrated because they were able to engage their core and their pelvic floor before, and now they've lost that ability. And I just keep reminding them that that is only temporary and these are actually quite easy fixes. Um, and it's just about consistency and, and, like I said, working from the inside out. 
I, I love that mentality and that's a great approach. Would that be your general recommendation when it comes to women returning to workouts postpartum just to start slow and work on that connection? Yeah, look, I'm a big advocate that Pilates is the best way to start post-baby. Um, it's I don't ever advise people go straight back into what they were, what they were already doing. Say if that's sort of some sort of high intensity exercise, that's just not going to be suitable for you in this early stages. You know, like if you have a, if you've had a cesarean, which a lot of women have, that is major abdominal surgery. Like as a nurse, I work in the I work in the operating theaters, and so I see a lot of cesareans, and it is major abdominal surgery. Like you need to really give yourself time to recover, um, and then from there, you know with all of my women post baby, usually the process is first of all, teaching them how to engage their deep core muscles correctly. Then we move on to how to engage your pelvic floor correctly, regardless of whether you've been able to in the past or not. And then I start to incorporate some really simple exercises. So it might be, you know, getting your glutes to switch on again. Uh, And then gentle exercises to activate your postural muscles again, and just starting really slow you still feel the burn, like, as you know, like you still feel those muscles working, but you're not doing any explosive movements. You're not moving fast. You're able to sit and really concentrate on activating the right muscles. And then from there, I start to sort of expand out and we start to incorporate larger um, or bigger movements. So a squat, you know, I really want people squatting pretty soon because you have to squat every day anyway. So once someone has nailed that first that initial where you, they're able to engage their pelvic floor and their core correctly, I pretty quickly get them into some bigger movements, some lunges, some squats, but still really controlled, I guess. Mm. Um, and, you know, regardless of whether people want to continue doing Pilates or not, I think Pilates is a really good way to start because essentially the essence of Pilates is working smaller stabilising muscles um, before large, before larger muscle groups. Yeah, well, it is, I think, too, about that mentality of not going too hard too fast because that's where we see injuries or things that could lead to permanent damage. Yeah. By the same token, what if you actually didn't work out a lot in the past? You know, is it different for somebody who has, I guess, no exercise experience? I don't think it it, it doesn't matter at all because – you know, if someone is new to exercise, if someone is 70, I've got clients that are 70 years old and they have never exercised in their life. They've had three or four kids. They've left it 40 years before actually attending an exercise class, (laughs) right? And they are okay. Essentially, I treat that person the same as I would um, a lady who's just had a baby. It's, it, Pilates is all about working from the inside out and building more than anything, just building confidence in your body. And I think that that needs to be the main goal. And I feel so sad when I see women come in and they're just beating themselves up that they either can't do the exercise they could do before or they're just, you know, heart set on that, this pre-baby um, body thing. And I think more than anything, it's just so important to feel confident in your body. And I really think that's what Pilates does. So, I, I yeah, I don't think it matters whether you are post-baby or whether you are 70 or whether you're 15, I think the principles are the same no matter how old or inexperienced you are. Yeah, and I love that. And it is one of those things that we do have to be really kind to ourselves. Absolutely. Post-baby, your body's been through a lot. You need to make sure that, you know, you're appreciative of it. 
Do you have any 100%. final pieces of advice when it comes to Pilates or workouts postpartum in general? Um, I guess like probably don't have much more to add than what I've already said, really. I think just starting, starting with the basics, um, being really kind to yourself, you know, it, it does take time, but you will get there. Um, and you know, Pilates is hard. Like Pilates is really hard as you know, (laughs) you know, all we've done so far is the basics and and you leave feeling sore the next day. And I think that feeling, like we all love that feeling, right? Um, you know, you know that you've worked the right muscles and, and you start to feel, I guess with Pilates, I'm only speaking on behalf of Pilates because that's, that's my area. That's my passion. But, um, you know, with Pilates, it helps to sort of just make you feel stronger and and better within yourself. And, you know, it might be a stepping stone or it might be a lifelong commitment. Mm. Um, But either way, I think it's, I think it's a great form of exercise for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think it doesn't matter what your exercise experience is like or your fitness level. Um, It's something that you can do to move your body. And as you touched on before, reactivate those muscles, which is really important even for just daily mum life. You know, you're carrying around a child or you're chasing around after them. Um, You need to make sure that you're looking after your body at the same time. Yeah, reactivate's a great word. I really hate it when I see, you know, certain terminology used, you know, even in Pilates, you know, regain. All these words imply that you've lost something. It's like you haven't lost anything. Your body, things are different. Times have changed. Your body's different. It's more amazing. So it's just about adapting. Oh, you should put that on a bumper sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me, Alex. I really appreciate it. I am going to put all of your details um, into the show notes because you do have online programs as well as the studio here in Brisbane. Um, But thank you again. I really appreciate the advice and your guidance. Yeah, well, I've absolutely loved it. And look, that's sort of what I'm heading towards um, soon is, is, is actually producing an online program for postnatal women. Like I actually want to talk you through it. Like step one, this is how to activate your abs. Step two, this is how you activate your pelvic floor and actually take you through the steps Mm. Um, I think being able to do that at home is probably going to resonate with more people too because, you know, unfortunately there is maybe a little bit of shame associated initially when people return or a bit a bit yeah. of shyness. So, which, which is sad, but I think, you know, sometimes the convenience, you know, particularly with a, with a baby, it's, it's the convenience of being able to do it on your own time is, is definitely yeah. a benefit. Well, thank you so much again and I look forward to chatting with you soon. No worries. Thanks for having me. A lot of solid advice there from Alex and a lot of education too. I believe many of us aren't knowledgeable when it comes to things like pelvic floor or ab separation, particularly if it's not something that we feel that we've had an issue with. But when it comes to our body and returning to exercise postpartum, it is integral to ensure that we have educated ourselves to make sure that we're not doing more harm than good. As Alex highlighted, it's important to work from the inside out and to not put too much pressure on yourself. She has since released a step-by-step postpartum workout guide, which breaks down all the safe exercises into 15-minute segments. 
It is perfect for somebody who's wanting to start at home and I will be sure to put all of the details into the show notes so that you can follow along and find more information about this and her other programs. If you're based in Brisbane, you can visit the Duo Pilates studio in Camp Hill. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you can join me next week as well. If you're on Instagram, head on over to at Mummy Republic Podcast for more information on the postpartum sub-series and the main podcast and the guests that are involved. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to speaking with you next time.